1: We're talking real money. Hello again. Welcome back to Talking Real Money, the show that helps you figure out what the heck you ought to be doing with your money and how you can make more of it and how you can avoid being ripped off by a lot of scurrilous scoundrels who scurry off with your cash. You can call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. It's free and easy. And if you call and you ask a question on the air you get a copy of Financial Physics, absolutely free, written by yours truly. And, yes, I purposely misspelled physics. It's with an F.
2: So that it would be like F alliteration? Is that what the point was? That's
1: kind of the point. Okay. Ooh, alliteration. I, I worked you, all morning Mr. on that college one. I, graduate. I worked on that one all morning so. for you, sir. Impressed. Okay, 855-935-TALK. We'd love to talk with you. And that's our main goal, to answer your questions. So since that's our main goal, then we should probably just do that and go talk to Jane, who's been waiting patiently for a while. Hi, Jane. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Oh. Jane. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> um, she's she's running.
2: Coffee there. Probably took a nap, uh, had lunch, everything else. So glad you could join us. How can we help?
3: Oh, okay. Okay. Um, uh, i'm seventy seven i'm single and um i don't have any money saved i've been taking a uh forty dollars out of my um i've got a fixed income um of uh almost two thousand dollars a month and i take forty out for savings now um uh, about three years ago i took my money out and bought a house so i didn't have um, any um um too much money left over but i i do own my house uh outright so um i'm good about that uh, i don't have any uh, credit cards i just use debit and um um i've got one daughter and a granddaughter a grandson so um what do i do i don't have any money I don't know what
2: to do. All right, so what is the value of your home that you own free and clear?
3: Um, it's about twenty twenty five
2: thousand. The the value of the house is twenty five thousand? Mobile home. Okay. It must be a a mobile home. Okay. When you started saying 25 of that 25 million, we're going to have to have a different conversation. Uh, (laughs) So, because I was trying to figure out maybe you could borrow against your equity there. That's not going to happen. Um, so what you're telling us is you don't have enough regular income or it's very tight, correct?
3: Right.
1: Um, and you have no other assets. You have no investments to speak nothing.
3: Oh no! Not unless um, a couple books that I wrote sell on on yeah, Amazon, no. but
1: those won't count. Those aren't really an <laughs> asset. Don's so book and re- resell you're, you're, it on Amazon. So you're getting social security.
3: Yes, and then I have a small uh, pension. Small from, um, pension. Boeing.
1: Yeah, and 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 how short are you on a monthly basis?
3: Oh, I'm I'm not. Um, I manage to pay all my bills, get groceries, and and still have some money left over, I don't...
1: know. you're don't fine, to just, anybody. just uh, keep doing what working. you're doing. Yeah, I don't know what you would change under that circumstance. Yeah. Jane, just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing fine. You'll make it through the rest of your time with the rest of us on the planet. You can enjoy your life at times. You got a, as you said you got a little left over and I would just keep plugging along. Thanks so much for the call, Jane. We appreciate it. 855-935 talk is our number and it's absolutely free. We want to talk to you um but uh, oh yeah, we, let's go ahead and go to Donna. We yeah. only have about a minute before the break. But Donna, welcome to Talking Real Money. How can we help you?
4: Okay, I have a question. Um, I don't know if you heard about the GE uh, pension that was terminated as of this week. And a great deal about it, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I'm one of those people. I didn't yep. work for GE for very long, but I do have a small pension with them. So, um, what do I? I'm one of those people that are probably going to get a lump sum. Yep. Um, how do I? Can I add that I have a um, uh, Roth IRA with BCU? Can I just add this nope. to that, or does it have to be separate?
2: Cannot add it to your Roth because this is that would be pre-tax money. The Roth is post-tax. But well, you could, but you'd pay taxes you'd have to roll when you yeah. do the
1: conversion. Yeah, yeah.
2: You'd have you'd have to move oh. it to an IRA rather than a Roth IRA. Uh, okay the question okay. I think for okay. you really is should you take the lump sum or should you get the annuity payout over time that's and can you hang on we'll talk more about that in a minute
1: yeah sure. is- okay because we had to come up in another conversation this week as well kind of a hot topic. 855-935-TALK is our number, 855-935-8255. We're going to talk a little bit about the GE pension freeze and uh, a lot more. You just have to give us a call. If you do call and you ask a question on the air, you get a copy of Financial Physics for free. That's a lot of alliteration. Tom and Don
0: are talking real money.
1: Do you need a little help with your investments? Set up a free, no-obligation appointment with one of our advisors at TalkingRealMoney.com.
0: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: We're talking to Donna. Donna called about the General Electric news. It just came out this week where General Electric is freezing the pension plan of about 20,000 current workers, non-union employees, and then they're offering pension buyouts to another 100,000 Former employees um, to help them get out of debt. Now, the way the freeze deal, which takes effect in 2021, will reduce the monthly payments of those current employees when they start taking their retirement pension at 65. The buyout is a lump sum benefit or you can take the smaller you know your monthly whatever that pension annuity payout, payout is. is john generally. Yeah, an annuity payout and
2: so your question donna was what exactly uh-huh. yeah so tell us exactly. about your... uh,
4: well my question is yeah i mean what would be the best way for me to reinvest the money
2: oh well that's a different map i mean so you may take the take, take the, the lump, lump sum. sum and reinvest it
1: not at B E C U where your them. Roth shouldn't yeah. be either. Yeah. B E C U is a great place to bank. Full
2: stop. no. Not a great yeah. place
1: to invest your long-term retirement money in our opinion.
2: No, if you're going to do this on your own, as we've recommended many times on the program, you would go to Vanguard.com. You would open, yep. in this case, an IRA for yourself. You would put in a certain percentage in the VTWAX, which is the stock.
1: VTWAX, yep, which is the Vanguard Total World Stock Index Fund.
2: And then uh, a certain amount in the total bond fund, which is VBMFX, I believe. I think I have that right. Don's questioning me as he always does but I think I and then you would build that portfolio with those two funds. That would be that if you're going to do it on your own. We would not go to Becu again. We we love them as a institution of banking. I use them for that purpose but I do not for my investments because they actually use a a broker dealer. Uh Well, uh, yeah. Associated yeah. Affiliated oh, with them. I hadn't
1: even thought about that. Let's see the what'd you say the symbol was Is for Vanguard VB Total VB Bond? VBMFX? No. i L X. I'm close. There's some VBs. No, you're not. Okay.
2: All right, listen. Bottom line is it's up on the website, <laughs> no, right? You're
1: not. Isn't it on the website? It, it is. I mean, uh, yes, it is. Yeah. So
2: that would so you would simply <laughs> open an IRA if you're gonna how do it on your. How old are
1: you? How old are you, Donna? Um fifty seven.
4: Yeah. Fifty
1: seven. And how long do you think you're gonna leave this money invested?
4: Oh probably at least another ten years or so. Yeah,
1: yeah. then you're probably you're probably I'm sorry?
4: Um, so, I mean, I was going to say I have enough in my other um, 401K, 457s and annuities and stuff. But my other question, really the main question was if I choose the annuity, how would that work with, with GE? I didn't quite understand that.
2: Well, you can then elect to take it at certain ages. I mean, there may be an age at, at 60, 61. 65, or 65 for most, I think, yeah. is the,
1: the age. Yeah. Uh, but here's the problem. You have – a people keep talking about these pension annuities, any annuity, like it's absolutely safe. And the fact of the matter is a lot of pensions – are underfunded, and GE's is right there on the list. And, and if they're not able to meet those obligations in the future, this is why I, I, I don't believe insurance companies. I don't believe companies with their promises of pensions because they've been such bald-faced liars in the past about what they've done with the money. Yeah. So There's, I'm it's tempted a to lump some It's it. a trade-off. You're, you're the, taking the more tra- risk. Y- you you take no. a little, you well, t- well a different yeah, kind okay, of risk. A different
2: kind of risk, right, instead of getting the monthly amount. By the way, so thank you, Donna, for that. We had an email earlier this week from Michael, who's in the same situation. Yeah. I gave yeah, it to Derek, funny. one of our advisors who's here, and I said, should he take the lump sum or should he take the payout? The payout would be, the lump sum, pardon me, would be about $400,000. Mm-hmm. The monthly amount is about $3,400. At age, I think it's 60, what is it, Eric? Uh, age 60. 60. So I asked Eric what the right answer is. The right answer is? It depends. It depends. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh, that's always uh, the right answer. On the other hand, yes. How come? What's it depend on? Well, it depends on a few things. So there's uh, an increased benefit if you retire at 60. So if it is possible based on your other income and assets to retire at 60, that might make sense. But with that being said, if you have other assets you can live off of so you don't need that monthly income and you can take the lump sum and let that amount grow for a longer period of time, then the lump sum would probably make sense. You, But you have to then deal with the emotional aspect of taking the money and investing it and seeing the value of that go up and down. Correct. Okay. That is correct. But the good news would be, in my mind, that if you take the lump sum and you invest it, the likelihood is you can take more out of that over time, the likelihood is you can leave that to others, whereas your pension generally not.
1: Uh, and, and, the, and the, the thing that nobody brings up because of our level of trust, in fact, I've been reading M- Malcolm Gladwell's new book on oh, trusting yeah. and how it's we default to, to trust. Yeah. We keep thinking that insurance companies and companies don't lie about their ability to make their payments. Like, we talk about insurance companies as if they can guarantee, absolutely guarantee that you're going to get X amount of money every month for the rest of your life. We cannot guarantee that there's even risk there. And when it's a company like GE that's in financial trouble and dead up to their eyeballs. Who knows if they can make those future pension obligations? Yes, it would go back to the Pension gu- Guarantee Trust. You get but less. What? Yeah. You but, but, less, but, yeah, but 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 there's a lot of buts involved. There is no absolute answer. We've had this question a lot. Boeing, sure. not too long ago, did a big buyout yep, that's plan. That's right. Yep. The answer is you have to. The ultimate. There is no answer. Derek said it perfectly. It depends. There is no right answer. The right answer is very personal.
2: I would say this, though. If you know yourself well enough to know that, look, I'd rather just have whatever X amount a month, I don't want to worry about what's going on in the market, all that noise, Then take the X amount a month. And realize, you're right, that something could go wrong at GE or something could go wrong at Boeing. I mean, there's there's that chance.
1: The number of underfunded pension plans in this country is enormous. It truly is enough. To bankrupt the pension guarantee trust that we have. Correct. Backstopping these programs. Yeah. So, you know, it could be, it could be something in the future. You know, people in the nineties, remember when we had the savings and loan crisis? Sure. And people said, well, their savings and loans are absolutely safe. They're backed by FSLIC. Well, FSLIC ran out of money. Or whatever it was. It wasn't FDIC. No. It was another one. Yeah. F, F, uh, I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, Federal Savings and Loan Insurance Corporation, FSLIC. Uh, bad things happen. Uh, there have been big insurance companies fail. Executive Life in California went down years ago. And there—that people who were supposed to be getting payouts from them had to extend those for many, many years. They didn't get what they were promised. Life is filled with risks. And one of the biggest problems we have as human beings is wanting absolutely absolutist answers can't
2: get can't get one especially in this situation you you can't and by the way the only withdrawal rate we can really tell you on your money is in the rearview mirror too oh speaking of that we can't just say if you just take out four percent a year
1: and we don't know in the last hour, we were talking about bad advice in books.
2: I want to thank Derek, you know, by that the way, it, for coming in and helping us. Thanks,
1: Derek. <laughs> in, in, in Dave Ramsey's book, he actually states that you can take, from your investments, an 8% what? safe what? withdrawal safe? rate. 8% oh, safe crazy. withdrawal rate. Talk about bad advice. Dave Ramsey gives some of the worst investing advice on the face of this earth, and yet he argues the opposite. Tom and Don are talking real life. It may not be the sexiest website in the world, but it's your one-stop shop for real money information, TalkingRealMoney.com.
0: Your dives to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are Talking Real Money.
1: You know, I mentioned in the last hour that we manage about half a billion dollars at our firm, Vestry. Vestry. We're, we're approaching half a billion. We're yep, four hundred and something. As close to four seventy today, by the way. Well, and we're close to half there a billion. There you go. All right. There you go. But now that sounds like a lot. It does, doesn't it? Mm, well, not if you're in the business, it's not. Ken Fisher, yeah. Fisher Invest You see his ads everywhere. They're, They're ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. Yeah, they They're are. just like, oh TV, my god, another TV, Ken Internet. Fisher ad. Yep, radio all over the place. Ken Fisher's firm, Fisher Investments. Manages about a hundred billion dollars. He's one of the largest, if not the largest. He is the largest. Okay, largest registered investment advisory firm. Yeah, in the world. That you. He has a net worth of, of three point seven billion dollars.
2: Yeah, which gives him, you know, kind of a pedestal. You know, he can kind of run oh around and gosh, talk to run. other advisors yeah. and tell them. And by the way, I, I think I mentioned last hour, I had him on my television show more than a decade ago. You did? I did. Did his forehead fit? Barely through the door. We waxed Barely. it. Barely. We just slipped it through. Uh, and he was a bit of an odd duck then. I, w- I thought his yeah, answer was well. a little strange. And now he's
1: kind of done it again. His duckiness, there. his weird duckiness got bigger. There was, um, and this, this was in the advisor, but we've known about Ken and Ken's people are very aggressive oh, boy, when are uh, they,
2: are. that was going to be my point to the story, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, we're going to get to that in a minute, and we don't like their investments either. We'll talk about that in a minute, though. But here's the the story. Uh, This week, earlier this week, there was this big CEO summit of all these These CEOs
2: of advisors of advisory companies,
1: advisory companies like us. And he was hosting a fireside chat. Yeah, he's
2: just sitting down talking about
1: how what works, what doesn't. And he said some things, and I'm not going to repeat what he said. You can go online and read them; they're right there. Was on the Seattle Times. You can read Times it today. online, yep. but he basically said that getting new clients was like getting a woman in bed with you. Yeah, basically. And he made comments about genitalia and
2: branding not the, not of the company type but of the actual <laughs> yeah. stat type yeah oh is weird like, i guess it's strange and very, like very sexist very
1: sexist comments oh oh beyond sexist yeah. and what's interesting is that uh there has been a backlash uh the state of michigan has 600 million dollars that ken fisher manages for them not anymore they not anymore <laughs> pulled the plug a number of other states are thinking about doing the same thing, but you know my r b yeah he's that was the stuff he said was the, stupid. And, he even compared yeah. himself to um to uh now i've forgot the guy Jeffrey Epstein, Yes. Yeah. he said, I'm not like Jeffrey Epstein, mm, kind of sounded a little oh, bit good. like it, yeah. Uh, but those are stupid things. But i got to tell you, we don't like Fisher Investment for a totally different well, set of two, reasons. Well, two
2: reasons. Number one, I, they Ken honestly believes he can pick stocks to beat the market. And we know through client experience that he has a poor track record of doing that. And Barron's has looked at his track record and said, it's hard to put your finger on it because your portfolio looks different than the next guy's, et cetera. So it's always hard to know the performance. Yeah, and
1: he doesn't publish for general purposes. Uh, yeah, so he purposes. doesn't just tell you.
2: But and then the second part, that the thing that I dislike, that that I think you can take away from this recent incident very well, is <laughs> no, he still operates in the. It's a very aggressive culture. The Fisher invest once they have your name, they are on you. I mean, they work it hard. It's a sales-driven organization. If you're a registered investment advisor, in my heart of hearts, I don't think you should be. Remember you have a fiduciary responsibility to the people that you help. Ken it feels just very salesy and like I'm we got to get the client and here's how you do it. That makes me nervous. And he's always been that way.
1: Oh yeah, no he's very aggressive and the other thing that bothers me personally is uh that he charges too much. I don't even know what he For, charges now. He charges on the first 1 million dollars 1.25% and the next 4 million One point one two five percent. So, if you you have five million dollars with him, you're paying almost one point two percent per year. Whereas with with five million dollars at any other decent fee only advisory firm, you could probably you probably pay half that, and you'd get advice that wasn't stock picking. And we hate, hate, hate. Hot stock picking. We don't believe it works or we don't believe it can work. 855-935-talks. Tom and
0: Don are talking real money.
1: Download the advisor interview form and find out if your advisor is a fiduciary at talkingrealmoney.com. Reality
0: Radio for a really great future.
1: We are talking real money. Give us a call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255 here on Talking Real Money. I'm Don. That's Tom. We want to help you manage money better, logically, sensibly, scientifically uh, better. Uh, 855-935-TALK and you get a free copy of my easy-to-read book, Financial Physics, the only guide you'll ever need to managing and money and investing stuff like that.
2: Now, By the way, do you know where Ken Fisher's headquarters is based? headquarters near is? vancouver yeah. yeah he moved up yeah. here to camas washington camas. due to taxation of california
1: yeah actually yeah, it was really that's true. actually that's true. really a good move because he can then go across into oregon and buy stuff without paying sales tax I, yeah and I, then, i'm
2: gonna let you say that okay go <laughs> ahead you know where don lives so
1: hey i'm i'm Virginia. i'm now in a in a state with an income tax and a sales tax so yeah. i got both any was oh, that stupid of me or what uh, no, do you know what else Fisher did at this conference, though? He also said charities were were uh problematic. That they were. I, I they didn't were not understand that quote.
2: I saw it, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know what the yeah. the context of that was. He
1: said they're dishonest. Uh, I I don't All know why. I don't know the dishonest? context. I I know. Okay. But you know what's interesting? This conference, this Tiberon or Tiburon or Tiburon conference, California. They. This, they just, this conference shows how this industry makes too darn much money. These guys apparently charge you as a client way too much because you know what it costs to attend this conference?
2: I don't know. I've never been invited. (laughs) How much? (laughs) We're not even on the list. No, we're not. We're not on the
1: list. How much? $25,000 to attend the conference. Okay. That
2: doesn't include and hotel and the price validations. the of Ken Fisher looking like a you-know-what?
1: Priceless. Priceless. Yeah. There you go. He's been banned from future conferences. Yeah, I
2: read that. You know, I mean, <laughs> shh, come on. Anyway, I don't think that he cares. I mean, remember his first response no, to all this really. was, I've been saying the same thing for years, and no one's gotten mad at me. Okay. Really? Then, the yeah, same thing. The same said. thing. And then he later said, yeah, that wasn't, you know, the smartest thing. <laughs> anyway, so. My point was, it shows you the culture of the Fisher, it's a sales driven, the point he was trying to make was, here's how you sell people. I don't think that that's what the industry should be focused on, that's my take. I agree, and that's, you know, and and to
1: compare it with,
2: I I don't even want to go there, if you want to know, you can go read it yourself,
1: that's right, you can go read it yourself. Oh my gosh, there's a video of a guy who was at the conference saying what he said. Oh, okay, perfect golly 855-935-TALK is our phone number 855-935-8255 give us a call we'll talk about money and the way it should be managed and one of the things ken fisher does is he manages money based on future predictions i know more about the future than anybody and he wrote a yeah. column in uh, Forbes. Forbes for oh, twenty Forbes odd years. For years, I used to read it.
2: Yeah. <gasps> anyway, and the prediction the... wasn't good. Is what you're saying?
1: Well, I'm saying predicting. It really, if you just think about it logically, think about it for a second. Do you believe you can accurately predict any part of the future? Really, accurately? No, you can guess at it and you might get it right once in a while. That's why we believe in passive investing, not actively picking things. You buy the market, you hold it. It's, it's, it, it used to be called indexing, but indexing isn't appropriate. It doesn't cover enough, but there is, there has always been ever since Vanguard came up with the first public index fund, the industry, Wall Street hates indexing. How come? They hate it. Why? They think well, it used to be they they called it un-American. It's un-American to just buy the market. We are Americans try to win. We're winners. We don't just we don't settle for average. Well, now there's a new refrain. Yes. About indexing and that is that it is dangerous.
2: Yeah, the the, the
1: indexing the, is bad. The
2: upshot and this was it came out again because it was on NPR this week. It was also in Bloomberg a few weeks ago because somebody's predicting that it's a big bubble. That people are putting all this money in index funds and because yeah. there's no one sort of fix the 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 aspect of active management that makes a market is people buying and selling. That is still happening. It's about two thirds yeah. of the industry
1: that still does that for one thing.
2: Uh, and we could get it, but I you think know it's what? A silly but argument. the thing is,
1: it'll never stop. People will always yep. try to beat the market. And those of us who know we can't can just kind of ride along with them as they play their game.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Just about everything you need to know about money can be found at our website, talkingrealmoney.com
0: your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: It's what we do. We talk real money. Oh, 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 by the way, we won't be talking real money yeah. next Saturday.
2: They think the pig skin is more
1: important, so they'll be taking yes, over the
2: airwaves. Yeah. They're Sorry. pigging
1: out without us. Well,
2: so if you want to call, pig you better hurry. we got 15 you call. minutes. Well, oh,
1: Boom. I just want to let you know, you can call the show or oh. you can call the podcast. Yeah. Twenty four seven at 935 talk. This phone number works all the time. I know, and we'll get you on the podcast. Okay. All right. Let's see. Gail is next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Hello. Gail. Yep. How are we doing? Hi.
5: Good. How are you guys?
1: Fantastic. How can we help?
5: Well, um, I have two questions. Um, I am a retired woman, um, and I'm. <laughs> I, I guess I was... you were a
1: woman, so I got that part.
2: Good job.
5: Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Excuse the elaboration. No, that's fine. So, no,
1: it's, yeah, I'm, I'm joking. It's what I do.
5: So, so my questions are, um, I approached a financial planner here in the Tacoma area just to get a checkup on do I have enough savings, how to manage my 401k, et cetera. and it's pretty simple stuff, but he wanted to charge me $500, and I wondered if you thought that was a, a reasonable price.
1: Wait, wait! Just for an initial kind of get together, or to build a plan of some sort?
5: I uh, more to build a plan. I think five
1: hundred huh. to build a plan is very okay. reasonable it's to build a plan. But it, 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 it depends it. on okay. what
2: you got. Yeah, it I depends mean, on yeah. the
1: complexity of your plan. Let's talk a little bit. We got a second. What kind of? What's the? What's the portfolio gist?
5: Oh, it's pretty straightforward. I have about seven hundred in my four hundred one k, about two hundred and fifty in cash. Um, I own a home outright worth about 4 relatively 450. Mm-hmm. Um I have no debt.
2: Did okay. he try to sell you an annuity? <laughs>
5: He did mention it, yes, but they make oh. me nervous. I don't really understand. Uh,
1: that. Yeah, you don't need one. No. Um, oh, okay. No, I run, run away. Yeah, run away. No, I think
2: five hundred. I mean, I,
1: again, okay, but see, now it sounds bad. It, I, I got to tell you, it sounds like he's going to do some sort of a charge of five hundred bucks for a plan, and then sell getting, you an annuity because a real comprehensive financial plan, gener- mm-hmm. a comprehensive one, should run probably in the. Thousand dollar range, seven hundred and fifty to twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars, because it, it really is a lot of work. Oh, uh, because it has a lot of future projections and things and, and suggest, and recommendations, but you're going to find, this is the problem with the industry, Gail, ninety, literally, I'm not making this number up, ninety nine percent of the people in this industry are not always required to do what's best for you. 99%
2: are non-fiduciary
1: advisors. If you talked to, if you talked to a hundred people, then you might find one. (laughs) It's really hard. And we do give you
2: a list on our website. And yes, as somebody asked last week, it does include our firm, shockingly, uh, that are always a hundred (laughs) percent fiduciaries. Um, and we
1: do see yeah we don 't believe we're on. the only one, but we do know that we're yeah. in the minority because there's too much money to be made in selling you an annuity like that two hundred and fifty thousand dollars cash yep. if they could mm-hmm. get you to put that into one of their indexed annuity products that which is probably what they 're going to sell you. this is the popular oh they 're all the rage now, they would probably oh. take home a commission of somewhere around twenty thousand dollars.
2: pretty good afternoon's work. Wow, yes. So yeah, wow. they're very incentivized to put you into those type of products, no question.
5: Okay. Well, I guess I perhaps will do a bit more research before I sign sign yeah. anything, but go to I, talk, I go know to know talking
1: enough. real money and and look at the list of advisors, maybe call one or two of those. Just sit mm-hmm. down with people and and shop. And then uh, there's another thing we have at the website. Oh, this might be the perfect thing. Give this to the advisor. It's the advisor interview form. You can download it. It's a PDF. You can print it out and give it to them. Ask them to fill it out and sign it.
4: Oh,
2: okay. Then you'll find out whether or not they are 100% pure,
1: always
2: fiduciary. Oh, if they refuse
1: yes, to sign it, they'll use some sort of an excuse like, well, our legal department won't know. allow that. No, mm-hmm. but that's just an excuse because anybody who's telling you the truth and is always a fiduciary will gladly sign a document like that.
5: Interesting. Put your mouth where my money is. Oh, I you like that.
2: oh, that's a good I'm one. I'm using that one. We're stealing that. <laughs> We're stealing that one.
4: Okay. Public domain, now it's on the do, radio. You, Gail,
2: but uh, You sound like you're going to be in good shape, but yes, paying... By the way, thank you for your phone call, but that that's an interesting decision because oftentimes you could pay somebody for a plan mm-hmm. and then go do the work yourself. What mm-hmm. we know is most times people might start on the
1: right track, but they might get veered off for whatever reason so and we love having plans we do we love having plans we just want to make sure that if you're having a plan done plans are great pay for it but we want to make sure you're doing it with someone who is always required to act in your best interest and if the word annuity comes out of their mouth right away then you can be pretty confident they're not connie you're up next welcome to talking real money hi connie
4: hi um i just have a pretty simple question i I just have a simple question. I think um, I have a 401k that I have. It only has about $50,000 in it. It's from a prior em- a job or employment that I had. I left there about three years ago. And I need to know, uh, I haven't done anything with it. So do I roll it over to, I need to roll it over, I think. But I don't even know where to begin, who to talk to. I don't know that, it, according to the last caller, I'm not sure I trust anyone now. So I'm not sure what to do.
1: I don't blame you. By the way, I do not blame you for not trusting anyone. They're hard to trust. But let me tell you, who you do you have other IRAs or anything like other than this?
4: I don't. I have another four hundred one k with my current employer, but ah, I don't have okay.
1: investment. This easy then. Who who is your current employer? By the way, can you say?
4: Yeah, it was Intermountain Healthcare out of Utah. Okay.
1: Do we know their do we know their 401k? I don't know. Plan? I do not know. I don't know think it, we do. Do you know what your 401k, Absolutely. your current one is invested in, what kind of mutual funds? Vanguard, Fidelity?
4: Um I I uh, well, the current one I have is through Fidelity, but I don't know uh I mean I think okay. it's a pretty um um average. I think this is university. a no-brainer. I have to look at it. Yeah,
2: Connie, I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Here's what you want to do. You want to go to your old plan and have it rolled into your new employer 401k. Transferred.
1: Transferred. Transferred. Yeah, I want to, I want, I want to clear yeah. up this terminology. Good point. There's two terms we throw around. Everybody uses the term rollover. A rollover is when you take possession of the money and then you move it to the new custodian. You can do what is called a direct transfer. They're so much easier and less complicated. You want to transfer it. You want to transfer it to the new 401k custodian.
2: So you go back to your old employer, find out who you have to talk to there to get the money moved, as Don said, directly from the old plan to the new plan, and then you only have one retirement plan, which I, I oftentimes run into people that have six or seven of these old ones. It's it's a nightmare.
1: Don't do There's that. There's just no reason to have all of these confusing, competing accounts, which requires you to be re- rebalancing all over the place. And no, it, Tom's absolutely right. Put it in the, the current company 401k. It probably has very reasonable. Most of them do. It's a big, that's a big firm. So they have very reasonable expenses. I, I, a no brainer. I'm with you.
2: That makes sense.
4: Yes. Thank you very much.
1: You're most welcome. Thanks for being a part of the show.
2: Wow, that's great, yeah. and a great place to, to stop. And you mentioned it earlier that we're looking for somebody to work for 100% pure financial fiduciary if firm. Yeah, wanna, yeah. if us. you want to
1: be with a, a fiduciary firm and you're not looking to get rich but make a decent living, call Tom on Monday at 800-386-3004, 800-386-3004.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Would you like to talk to a real investment advisor for free? Set up an appointment at TalkingRealMoney.com.
0: Your dives to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: And we don't mention it often, but we are one of those 100% fiduciary firms. We do not sell commission products at our firm, Vestry, that Tom and I have owned now. This is our 10th anniversary, as a matter of fact, in October. So if you are looking for an advisor who will put your interests ahead of the firms all the time, you ought to put us on your list of people to talk to at least you can call us at 800-386-3004 on weekdays 800-386-3004 or visit us anytime at vestory.com v-e-s-t-o-r-y dot com we
0: hope you realize that the information Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done
4: now?